Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to today's episode. My name is Quentin Carlin, and this is Self Develop Life, the personal development podcast. And today's guest is a friend of mine I've known for about a decade, maybe a little longer than that, actually. His name is Shane Jeremy James. He has been working with some of the biggest names in the personal and professional development industry, like Shark Tanks. Um, Shark Tank, everyone knows it, the business startup uh, advisory group investors. Um, Kevin Harrington is one of his business partners. He used to be one of the speakers and trainers for T. Har Beckard, a millionaire mind brand. And he started some of the biggest fitness um, gyms, clubs in Vancouver, franchises of them back in the day. And now his newest project is called Actions of Compassion, which is a global social uh, movement that has really, really basically about the ripple effect. If you do something nice for someone, that person goes and does something nice for another person. And there's this butterfly effect that really changes and improves the world. So Shane, he's he's a go-getter. You know, he's very connected, knows a lot of people. And he stopped by my hotel here in Vancouver when I just flew back from Asia. And uh, we shot this episode on my balcony. Overlooking English Bay, it was an awesome day. Um, we just did two in a row. Caleb, on the last interview, uh, talking about biohacking, was there hanging out with us as well. So that's what I love about doing this podcast is just connecting and collaborating with incredible friends in my network and that I get to network with that I haven't met yet. But these are uh, two good friends of mine, and I can't wait for you to hear their stories and just people that are doing good in the world and making a positive difference. So if you want to join Shane's uh, Facebook group, just search Actions of Compassion on Facebook. Uh, I've got some great videos, kind of connects with like Gary Vee kind of style of uh, filming, you know, just the hustle. And those notes are all below in the show notes here. So go ahead and do that. As always, please go ahead and share this episode with one friend. Literally just copy the episode link here and text it to one person. We just had over 10, almost actually 11,000 now uh, downloads. So thank you very much for that and enjoy the episode. Also check out selfdeveloplife.com. Check out the sponsors. You can get Airbnb discounts, $10 of Bitcoin, a lot of great stuff there. So uh, if you also want to have one uh, free coaching call with me, sorry, I just got a message here I'm looking at. Uh, also the, in the next couple minutes in the intro here, uh, we just had a couple like, seconds delay. So just bear with me when I'm doing the intro. So enjoy. Oh, okay. Where are you going? I just went live on Facebook. That's what I go for, man. I'll just do the intro here. The intro is him saying, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> So as you guys heard, my guest is uh, just doing a quick pit stop before we get rolling, but I'll show you the view here. This is episode number two of the day. We've got Caleb chilling on the couch over there still. If you want to check out ours, post it on my wall from earlier. And here's the view. So this is the perfect place to podcast from. Views for days and days and days. So if you guys want to just wait one minute, Shane will come back and his story is amazing. He started this company called, well, you'll hear all about it, but basically changing the world through actions of compassion and uh, and making a positive impact in the world. And that's what it's all about. And that's what we're gonna talk about. Here's a shirt right here. Actions of compassion is the movement. We'll get rolling officially down on the Zoom here. So I, I do two recordings, one on my laptop, so that's why we'll be looking down here for most of it. But. I'll let you guys listen in up there as 
well. Is this where I'm going to be looking at? Yeah, so this is the main one with the mic. Hooked up. Can't see. Uh, Welcome everyone to today's episode. I've got a very, very special guest. I see that every time, but like it's true. These guys are awesome that I'm bringing on here and I'm just so stoked to connect them with the world and people tuning in. So thanks for tuning in everyone. Here with my man, Shane Jeremy James, the founder of Actions of Compassion. It is the movements around the world. You've probably seen the viral videos they have on Facebook. Um, we've known each other for over a decade now. Yeah, right. We used to do the co coffee shop hustling, internet marketing in the coffee shops down in yeah. Vancouver. And uh, yeah, That's so how we, we, met. Go, we go way back. We go way back from back in the day before internet marketing was a big thing. But you've done some amazing work with the guys from Shark Tank and you're just really uh, a powerful entrepreneur and public speaker with uh, the personal development industry. So man, take it away. How do you get started? How are you doing all these amazing things? Where Where's all the time in the day for all the projects you're working on, man? How do you do it? Yeah, right. Well, I mean, where, yeah, where do we start, I guess, right? Well, man, how about this? How about start with all the franchises of gyms that you brought to Vancouver? Okay, because so that's kind of like where that's we where first, yeah, my yeah. entrepreneurial started. Yeah. yeah. So I was always kind of in the business, I guess, of working to help people because I brought the Curves for Women franchises to uh, Canada. And I was the first and youngest entrepreneur to bring that franchise here. Uh, and that franchise was quite interesting too because it grew to, uh, there we go, now yes. Yes, yes. Uh, that franchise grew to uh, 10,000 locations, Jeez. $4 billion company in 10 years. And it, and it took McDonald's and Subway 25 years to do those numbers. That's insane. So yeah, it was quite a it was quite a ride uh, to get into that. And um, and that was your first endeavor. Like that was your first like home run out of the park. Or were you doing anything before that? Or that was like, your I first mean, I did like, I did little stuff, but yeah. that was kind of like I came out of business business college, and my prof actually had said. Uh, you got a knack for entrepreneurship, I'd be interested in investing with you. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I was looking around, and I necessarily wasn't gonna go into franchising, but I was just looking like what was hot and what was trending at that time, and I narrowed it down to women's gyms and home instead senior care. Oh, wow. And then they were both they were both hot, and they both popped, right? But the reason I went for curves, a lot of people think I went for it because I liked fitness at that time, and, and it's true. And women. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> Combining uh, the two W's. I'm yeah. gonna leave that yeah, one. I'm I'm <laughs> He's baiting me here. <laughs> and uh, so I so I narrowed it down to those two, and and. Um, Women's fitness at that time was hot, but I didn't pick that because of that. One of the reasons I picked that actually industry and those franchises was be because I knew that I could get cash flow faster. Okay, yeah. And so Fair I more. seen that it was easier for me to get going and the Homestead Senior Care was gonna be harder to get a, a consistent cash flow. Mm. So that's kind of why I actually chose that. And then I also knew that if I was gonna pick something, if I could hit something that went global and national because the fastest way to make money is find something that's working in one city bring it to your city before the lag time is up yeah right that's the fastest and safest way to save money on anything you do 
Well, that's, what, that's what's happening right now with all these scooter companies, you know, like that happened in San Francisco, the bird and stuff, yeah, like these, yeah. like, you know, sidewalk scooters. And now people are just bringing those franchises to all these other cities and they're just getting these constant businesses going. So that's kind of, yeah, similar. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you know it's going to work. You know it's working somewhere so, else. So yeah, that's yeah. what I always give entrepreneurs advice. If you want a safer investment, yeah. find that. Find something that work in another country, Copy another city. Pace, yeah. Very easy to... Uh, to scale, but you know, all you know, often people think that, like, for me, it was a real easy ride because you hear that story, but actually, it wasn't. Because when my prof came in, one of the first things we did is one of my first mistakes was trying to build a, three stores at the same time. Oh, wow! And and the farthest one was seven hours away from the other ones. Ooh. And so then my prof brought in his daughter to help run the clubs. Well, here was my big, the biggest mistake. She was a school teacher. Now, nothing against school teachers, but you can't run a business like a kindergarten classroom. <laughs> yeah. So we had a bit of conflict there. So I had to like kind of like move and shake and figure that out because I could see this was not going to work. Right. So I went to my family. I went to my mom. I said, "Hey, I got a problem here. Like, this is not going to work. I'm going to lose my dream. These are hot. Like, we right. can do well. Can you know? Can I? Can can we get raised some money, right? And yeah. so they looked into it, and it wasn't like they just gave me money. I had to like pitch them the business plan and sell them, and you know do it properly. But they could see it was a good trend, so we ended up uh, you know making a deal, and then uh, my mom and, and family came in with me on that. Cool. And uh, so it wasn't always the easiest ride. And then we had a massive cash flow problem. We were burning through cash before it was coming in, yeah. and like literally this happened. We were running out of money. We couldn't pay payroll the one month. My mom scratched a lottery ticket and won and it made what? our payroll. Really? Yeah, yeah. So if you ever believe in a God, that was the time. Well, like, I do. That was the time. I, I do believe yeah, me in too. a man. That's me too. amazing. Yeah. Which, was this in Vancouver or another city? This, Yeah, this was Vancouver, yeah. Oh, yeah, great. Vancouver. Talk about a, a sign from above. <laughs> yeah, right? Wow, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, man. so. Holy, yeah. okay. So, yeah. so that was that. And then, and then from there, you've done multiple ventures which leads you to your your new I mean the the butterfly effect of what you're doing now like and how did you go from there to what you're doing now like was this kind of something that doors opened you kind of saw that you go from making money to now making a positive impact like yeah I mean I always want to do something that could change the world in, in a yeah. big way and in that time span, I'd written four books, and mm. they were all kind of around, you know, personal. Because you were doing and, speaking, like a yeah. lot of seminars and stuff for, in the personal development industry. Yeah, I was doing a lot of that. Trainer uh, T. Harbecker, right? T. Harbecker, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember I was that. doing all that yeah, type of stuff. Minds, yeah. Millionaire mind, yeah. yeah, cool. Back in the day. Yeah, I remember yeah. that, man. So, yeah, you're you're another guy, just like I was telling Caleb earlier. This is just like a couple of the, the most well-connected guys I know, you know, as far as like in the business and personal development industry and health. Um, so, how do you how did you go from the, I guess with the, the gyms and the health industry led into the health coaching through peak peak, um, peak potentials. Peak potentials. Yeah, yeah. Is that how that bridge was crossed or how did you get involved with, with Harv and them? I mean, Harv and them was just, I, I knew some of the trainers that were actually working for Harv. Okay. And that's actually how I got involved. Oh, they right. wanted me to go on tour and speak with them and yeah. for a long time, but I didn't get, I didn't want to kind of go that route because I, I, I guess for me, then I had to work for somebody. Oh, and so right, I haven't yeah. I haven't schedule. worked for anybody since I was 22 years old. Right. Oh wow! So you know, so I don't understand that. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I don't. I don't think I'd probably be a good employee. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, most, most entrepreneurs yeah. I don't think right. are. Yeah. Um, and then so you know, back to your question was how did the compassion stuff come? Was I always was looking for something that we could really make a difference in the world? You know, mm -hmm. I, I kind of got like tired of just 
you know, building, you know, business without something that we could create, like that was really meaningful. Yeah. And I've always had a compassionate heart, meaning behind the scenes, I've always been the type to stop and help the homeless. I've always been like, you see kids on the street, I right, go help yeah, them. Like yeah. my spouse always says, people see you out on, on the social media and I'm fast and I'm outgoing. Yeah. But when you get behind the scenes, you're the one that's like, over there helping everybody right. you're the one taking care of everybody you know so for me it was just it right. was already in my in my in my genes where do you think that comes from that's a good question i've been asked that a lot yeah um my grandma was pretty compassionate but you know it wasn't i wasn't raised like that hey like go out i mean don't yeah. get me wrong my family's loving right yeah, yeah, watch yeah. This. but <laughs> it wasn't like you weren't pushed to do compassion and, and, and help people and go overboard all the time sure you know, I don't know, to be honest. I'll right. be honest with you. Everybody says you're supposed to have an answer. No, I don't know. there's something you just don't know. It's just it how was, you are. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was just there. Well, that's a good quality to have. Yeah. Like, it's very special. And um, I kind of find uh, similar. That's probably why I was so drawn to what you're doing here. Because when I'd be walking through a mall, even when I was a teenager, I'd see a little baby. And I'd be like the only teenager to stop and like little play with them for a second. And yeah. then keep walking with my friends. I've, I've just always... Um, I guess we're big guys, but we have soft hearts. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's so corny. You know, and, 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 and sometimes, I mean, when when I see, you know see people, I feel bad. Like in my heart, I, f I feel bad. Yeah, like it, it's there. Oh, like especially in Vancouver. Sorry to cut you off, but I mean, I come back to Vancouver here and I see all these homeless people, and it just blows my mind because I don't see that in Asia. You know, I don't yeah. because like the families take care of people. Like it's very you know close culture there. But here, and I just see kids on the street, and it's just like, I couldn't imagine it, you know? And that's what you need to have is compassion. And um, that's a, what lot, a lot of times people don't need spare change. They need to somebody to sit, excuse me, <coughs> just have a conversation with them, you 100%. know? <coughs> and seeing you guys do that with your, your, your content and videos and stuff, and what the outreach you do mm. in communities, man, that's just like the butterfly effect from there is just massive i mean one of the the things that really happened that i learned a lot was we were on the street we were working some of the homeless and there was this guy that was uh kind of standing on a corner a native guy um and he was he could tell he was down and out um and i went over and i was talking to him and we were just uh you know asking him you know i was asking him you know how did he get here and he was talking with me and we were having a good conversation and um you know I, he said well i actually have kids and and uh they got taken away from me and I actually went back and I got clean I was off drugs for a year wow. and then I slept and now I'm back here again mm. and he goes I just feel like I have nothing to live for and as we kept talking and uh, went through my story because I, I went through my drug days too mm -hmm. uh, you know, I did lots of drugs and I mean still yeah. died at one time and stuff like that yeah so I can really connect with people on the street like that right? yeah. they feel comfortable talking to me because of that those experiences uh, and he turned to me and he said I needed this right now. I didn't need money. I didn't need food. I needed somebody to talk with me. Mm. Just yeah, how just you have done. Yeah. And he goes, I was honestly close to committing suicide tonight. And because you stopped and talked, it gave me hope. I got chills. That just made my hair stand up. Yeah. Wow. That's what it takes, man. Just like the simplest things make the biggest difference. 100%. And, that, and that's, that's what gave me even more drive to keep doing this. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And so... You started this massive Facebook, you started a Facebook group, so back in the day it probably was quite small, just inviting people. I remember when I got the invite from you, I checked that, I'm like, oh, this is really cool, and it's just growing. Yeah. So why, do you think that's just because people always say that you do good for someone, 
yeah, it makes the other person feel good, but it also makes you feel great, you know, because yeah. it's just, you, you're adding value to somebody's life. And do you think that's why this movement has taken off so much? Like, just like the kind of win-win scenario it has when you do do something good for another person, and it, it comes back to that other person, karmic, or whatever you believe in? Yeah, 100%. I mean, the world's... <clears throat> There's way more good people out there than there is bad. There's way yeah, more positivity sure. than there actually is. But we is just negative. hear the bad. Yeah, that's what that's I'm saying. That's why I don't watch the news anymore. Yeah. CNN, it's co- I call it constant negative news. <laughs> I agree. You turn yeah. on CNN. Oh, it's it's worse. nothing but like you say, you have on CNN, you have like one, I'm not going to mention any names, but you have one guy that's talking to passion, and then meanwhile, he's judging 10 other people right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, right? I'm like, okay, yeah. we got a problem here, right? Yeah, we got a big problem. Right? Here. Especially so, that's that's what everyone's seeing and listening to yeah. too so it's just like the, the the you know domino effect from that the masses are just that's what they're getting inundated with and, and i think that for us is that's so important that we've got to go out and we've got to push more compassion we've got to push out more positivity more good in the world yeah and and show people that there is good in the world there is people doing good because so often people are like wow everyone's negative and everyone's bad and nobody's compassionate and yeah. people are mean and doing this but it's really not that it's not true it's mm-hmm. just what we see online there's a lot more people online yeah. that are nice and positive and yeah. doing good stuff and you know because you get some comments maybe somebody jumps in and says something mean to you the, the difference is you just who cares I mean yeah. you're always gonna have that I mean here's a good great example a lot of times people that work inside our movement they always thought well no one's gonna say anything bad because we're doing good mm. the amount of people that There's haters dude, for everything dude so I'm like I'm out we're out doing this we're out giving food away so people send me comments is that all you guys can do <laughs> I mean, can you I'm not that? surprised. Yeah, I'm not right? surprised. It's the internet. It's the internet. You know, you've got these trolls everywhere. Yeah. But yeah, that's so sad. I'm just like, hey, you're welcome to come join us. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so. Wow. But it's little stuff like that. You start to notice that. Um, and and if if I could, if if I was like actually listening to all the people, like the small percent, the two percent, one percent that actually. But did they that, speak the loudest. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The problem. Yeah, and yeah. they're they're relentless, right? They'll yeah, keep sending yeah, yeah. me. They'll send me ten messages a day. Yeah. Right. And so, but you just get used to it. You know, you start to realize that when you're doing good in the world, when you're creating change in the world at a, at a little, a small level or a big level, you're always going to have naysayers and people that step in. Yeah. And the, how we create world change isn't from da- the Dalai Lama, isn't from myself, is not from gurus and it's not from experts. It's from everybody on the street, just the average everyday person understanding, hey, I can see that person suffering a little bit, or you're working with somebody and you see them suffering and you say, you know what, I'm gonna come from a place of empathy here and be self-aware and understand that and step up and help them a little bit. That's how we're gonna create change in the world and it's the only way. It's not from big, big leaders. No, it starts in the neighborhoods and the communities yeah. with your neighbor, you know, like it's, it's really doesn't take that much to kind of make that, uh, move the needle. I remember one of the things before I left Vancouver, actually, I don't know if I ever talked about this, but, um, in the coffee shops here, me and my friend started a, a newspaper called Elated News. Okay, yeah. So it was, it was only, it was only positive news stories. So it was the opposite of the regular <laughs> mainstream news. It yeah. was only featuring the guy who, um, you know had a heart attack and then some civilian came in and saved them or like just all these positive local stories um people losing an iphone and getting it returned things like that and that was really cool because it was just like stuff that you never hear yeah and uh so yeah we had that um newspaper for a little while and then uh stopped it when both my friend and and partner in that he moved to europe i went to asia so how did people take to that when you had it 
It was really good, especially yeah. for advertisers, man. So yeah. we had advertisers, um, and they wanted their brand to be associated with positive stories yeah. and positive content. So yeah. as far as the business model, it made a lot of sense because people were keen to advertise with us because we were doing something positive. Yeah. And when people are reading content and they see a brand that gives them a good association with that brand. Yeah. So totally. from a business perspective, it was really cool. And the people reading it in uh, coffee shop and stuff, like, yeah, it was, we got good feedback. Cool. But it did, it, we didn't really stay in the city, so that's why yeah. it didn't really continue. And, um, and that's where change has got to start, too, yeah. inside the businesses. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of entrepreneurs have, have the cloud, have the drive, and have the motivation. And so at a small level to create world change at a big level, it has to start with a lot of the entrepreneurs. And that's from building culture with inside their businesses, inside their organizations, right. and living it outside. Yeah. But most of them are not doing that. Most of them are focused on the dollar, the money, or they say, yeah, I got a, yeah, I built a culture. And then I go in and look and say, well, let me see your book on culture. And let me talk to a few people that work for you. Yeah. And they're like, so oh yeah, that person on. hasn't even given me a text of appreciation once in the last week. Yeah. All right, so you got yeah. a bit of a disconnect. That's not building a culture, right? And you mentioned earlier in our chat that you've kind of been sitting on the boards of some companies and kind of, is that yeah. what you're kind of doing is trying to restructure how companies are um, managing with the inner relations or? Yeah, um, I mean, some of the boards that I sit on, we go in and, and help try and build the uh, culture stronger. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's easier to do with the smaller ones mm -hmm. than it is to do with the easier, bigger ones because you get so much corporate politics yeah. in the bigger ones. Yeah. And the par hard part about bigger business is that everyone has their own self-interest in mind. Yeah. So they're not, you know, not even the self-interest of the company. The self-interest is she might have to do that or he might have to do that to get a promotion to move up the chain. Yeah. So, but it does start from the, the founder Trickle and down. the managers of setting that, that culture up properly. Yeah. And sometimes, a lot of times, most of the businesses right now have to go in and restructure the entire culture. Right, yeah. And, and they should. Yeah, because, they should. Because here's what's gonna happen with business you're going to see so many businesses start to go out of business really, really fast, and people that are starting to build these cultures that are so strong around compassion and goodness and, and inspiring people and positivity, yeah. that they're gonna steal their consumers, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will go into, I, the, I, I, I'll go into any business and put hands down, I can help build them a culture, and we can go against all the other 30 businesses and take everybody away from them in like yeah. one year. Well, I think the transparency nowadays with social media just, really takes the the curtain away from consumer to uh, corporation it's, it's just now all meshed together because with social media and brands and the internet like if you're not treating people well or your staff it gets out there pretty quick it goes fast yeah and you don't want to have that as a problem because that's hard to you know you could ruin someone's reputation in just one you know like one slip somewhere and people just have that in their subconscious mind. Oh, that's that brand that does that. Yeah, 100%. I mean, so. did you know that 75% of employees want just one thing, more done. You know what that is? Appreciation. Appreciation. Yeah, there you go. Appreciation. You and, go. and the number one cost of a business is turnover, which yeah. they don't realize. Yeah, it's so, huge, like huge. training new people. Yeah. Huge expense, yeah, yeah, yeah. huge expense. So I mean, Time I mean, money. and when you look at, I mean, a business that has one employee to even 130 employees, you can still keep that human level. That's yeah. what business owners don't understand. All of a sudden they start to think, oh, now I got 20 employees or 30 or yeah. 10, and now I'm like, I'm now I'm like a way up here. When 
that's wrong because yeah. you can still at a hundred employees. Yeah. If you're a smart business owner, founder, and managers, scale compassion. Exactly. Scale appreciation. And, and yeah. you're going to be you're going to work with them on a human level. I always say this: I won't work with businesses that don't have a soul. Yeah. Right. Period. Like yeah. I'm not gonna help somebody. That's actually what Caleb said earlier. You know, like when he was helping people. Yeah, yeah, it's really true. Um, no, that that I 100% agree. Um, so where are things at with you now, man? Like how's how's life? How's you know, like you're a busy guy. You've got a lot of pokers in the fire with other deals and stuff. Like, are you enjoying all these like you know, the roller coasters that you've been riding? Yeah, I got the best life in the world. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, because. I changed a lot too, mm. right? You know, when I first started in business, I was motivated by money. Yeah. Like I was like, cause that's how I, all the books I read said, yeah. like you gotta go out and that's how you lead. You gotta make the profit and you gotta, and so I was like, pretty much all the leadership stuff that I learned probably I had to throw it all on right. the garbage, right? You had to restructure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had to restructure everything. And now I'm a lot more happier. And, and so, and yeah. I, I'm a lot more balanced now and enjoying life and appreciating being with people yeah. and really living in the moment and taking it in. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. before I was like, well, I, you know, I didn't know what the moment was probably before. <laughs> I think, I think the, I know for myself, one of my biggest struggles is like waiting, like waiting for this, waiting for that. Like when this happens then I can kind of take a breath. And I think now what I'm trying to do and it's a work in process is just trying to, like you said, be in the moment. Yeah. Because that's really the only time you can be happy. Because if you're constantly either living in the past or waiting for the future, you're in limbo and you can't really fully appreciate and absorb everything that's going on. And I think for me, guys like both of us are just kind of busy and doing everything everywhere, it seems like constantly. Uh, I think that's a, that's a challenge for myself. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm, something I'm becoming more conscious of trying to incorporate into my life as well. Yeah, and uh, have more compassion on myself as well, you know? Like yeah. people talk about helping other people, but I think you really need to help yourself uh, first, like putting on the life jacket yeah. in the airplane. They talk about take care of yourself first before you can help somebody yeah. else. Uh, and I think a lot of times people are sometimes too hard on themselves, put too much pressure and have a little bit more compassion for their own humanity and sanity. Huge. I mean, you, yeah. you can't have compassion for other people if you don't have compassion for yourself first. Yeah. So yeah. impossible because you're too busy beating yourself up. So you're going to project that out to other people too. Yeah. That's why I always say we got to chase happiness more than we got to chase anything else because that's right. what creates success in, in your life and everything. I mean, always people say, well, I want to make more money, create more happiness and that'll draw yeah. the energy to you to help you make more money. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it starts with you as a yeah. person, you know, and when you're compassionate to yourself and you love yourself and you respect yourself and you talk yeah. good to yourself. Yeah. You know, Self-talk's a huge thing it that is. people it don't really understand. Is. I mean, self-talk makes everything you do. Like very often, like you can walk around and catch yourself, or you're walking around saying to yourself, like, I love myself, you know, yeah. I'm inspired, I'm even great, you know, I can do great things. I mean, just that just that alone right there creates a change in you. Yeah, no, it totally it's does. Huge. And if most people talk to themselves the way or if most people talk to other people the way they talk to themselves, no one would ever talk to them. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's we're very critical of, uh, of ourselves, and uh, yeah, we gotta gotta flip that. And, and we gotta be more more patient. And we live in a world, and because of social and tech stuff, Devices, everyone wants yeah. everything now, now, I now, know. now, fast, 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 fast. So like, then you then you get in this urgency thing and the scarcity thing, and you start to like bring yeah. on stress and you get all like frantic and stuff instead of just enjoying it and starting to go with it and saying like this will happen at the right time at the right reason the resources will come yeah. and if it doesn't it wasn't supposed to happen yeah you know and so we start to get so attached to these things mm -hmm. that it creates us off balance and we don't have this patience yeah 
and patience will play a lot in your happiness and just to enjoy it and be patient and just let things come and it'll come to you faster than do anything you want that's so wise man because even the littlest thing like i just i'm so i think sensitive to other people like i just don't want to let them down or uh mess up their schedule or something like even when caleb and i were here we just finished your, the podcast yeah. and then you text me and, and i was like oh no i don't know when he texts me because i don't want him waiting downstairs for that long so like wrapped it up and went downstairs and i'm like oh i'm so sorry man you know like just things like that like, yeah. but that's how we're conditioned right it, just to have everything instant and reply right away and yeah it's important i'm not saying that it's not important but uh yeah there's got to be um reasonable expectations yeah 100 percent. i mean see that's a great analogy because now i can tell you exactly what i was thinking so you were thinking that yeah i was downstairs text and i was you know that would have never ever crossed my mind yeah you know what yeah, i mean yeah. i was just coming to see you yeah yeah yeah. you know so that shows right there yeah right? it's it's interesting the stories that we make up in our minds like you've probably done landmark form right no landmark? but oh, i did nlp for 10 years okay yeah 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 landmark's all about like having a story that you make up that you yeah. think the other person also believes but they have no idea that you're thinking it so there's a that's why so many relationships are you know not communicating on the same level because there's expectations that are not uh reciprocated you know yeah, like, yeah. It, like it's it's really interesting when you kind of break it down why a lot of uh yeah i can go into a whole nother rant <laughs> about right. all that but um so nlp so is that what your first kind of touch into personal development was or how did you get into personal development and being a speaker and trainer yeah i think nlp was the, my real like start starting oh, yeah. was, i mean i get no i guess you go back to tony robbins days but tony yeah. all tony robbins teachings is nlp right it yeah, really yeah, is yeah so that's where i kind of think got on to it mm-hmm. listening to personal power and stuff you know yeah right are, yeah i've got that book yeah right it's that big old green book yeah right yeah. and then i think went down the nlp path and then just i mean if you look at my bookshelf i mean i probably have, i think i've read about 600 books now all together wow. and so people ask me like do you think a lot of the books have helped you? Yeah, I've, I've taken pieces along the way of everything. Yeah. Right? That's one of the questions. Well, what uh, people say, well, what book would you suggest? Yeah. What's that that was going to be my next question, yeah, actually. See, I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my closing question. Yeah, yeah, see, I knew that was coming, right? So, I mean, I've always kind of chuckled at that question because I always said this, there's n- there's not one it's book. It's a combination of everything. It was the book yeah. that I needed that that time oh, of my yeah. life. Right, yeah. right. So, yeah, if, you know, and so, I mean, there's there's a lot of them, but, you know, you're always looking at my, okay, well, geez, I'm not, my relationship's failing right yeah. now. You know what I mean? So I'm look, reading the relationships yeah, book. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. what am I doing wrong here, right? Um, you know, my health, you know, I'm reading the health and getting this this better. So yeah. it was always at, the, at, the, at that time of my life. The teacher comes when the student is ready. Yeah, 100%, 100% yeah. And um, I think that's, I think you, I think for people, if they're looking for books, I think try different things. I think sometimes yeah. we get so caught up on like what everybody just suggests and we see all these like books that are from these famous people, right? Sometimes grab something that you might not normally read yeah. and go through it. And yeah. I'm telling you, you'll get some real good information out of that stuff. I agree, especially if you're always doing the same kind of leadership or personal development, like go read something about maybe marketing that teaches you about yeah. communication or something like that. So yeah, it's always, it's always good to diversify. Um, talking about that, you've had some incredible mentors, like you connected with Kevin Harrington from uh, Shark Tank, yeah. and how have you established relationships with these powerful people, like that are just these meccas in the business and personal development world? Like how have I came around them? Yeah, yeah. How do you have you? How how are their because connections made and business deals and stuff? Is it? It's all about relationships and networking. I know, but you know that's an interesting question because when you go back even way before Kevin Harrington, that when I connected yeah. with John Vulcan. John Vulcan owned United Furniture Warehouse, sold it for a 
hundred million dollars, giving all his money away now back to charity. Wow. Called the Dalai Lama Award. Wow. And so him, when Jimmy Pattison, when I connected with Jimmy Pattison, my $4 uncle million. Was, my uncle was his accountant. Jimmy Pattison? My uncle was Jimmy Pattison's accountant. Oh. He used to fly him. No way, that's back. cool. My, my father's from Vancouver, wow. yeah, in the island here. So, so yeah, my uncle was his So accountant. if you guys don't know who Jimmy Pattison, he's from Vancouver, where we're from, and he's Cardinal worth about four, $4 billion, right? Yeah. He actually grew up in Saskatchewan, where I, this will lead into the storm that I tell you about, yeah. right? He grew up Perfect. in Saskatchewan, where I grew up in Saskatchewan. He married his wife and brought her from a small town, Moose Jaw, mm. in Saskatchewan, yeah. where my grandma and grandpa lived, yeah. where I spent all the time on the farm so yeah. with them and stuff like that. So, when I connected with Jimmy, when I wrote him a letter, I knew exactly what, what to write to, to him to oh, connect wow. with him. When I connected with John Vulcan, and he mentored me, and then I sat on all his boards, when I wrote him a letter, I knew exactly how to connect oh, with him. Wow. When I connected with Brian Tracy, when mm. I sent him a letter, I knew exactly how to talk when he called me, and that's how I built the relationships. Wow, powerful. So a lot of my relationships through those type of caliber of people yeah. was actually writing letters and then being persistent. A few of them didn't obviously call back right away, but I got yeah. on the phone and got them on the phone enough with me to get the meeting to go in and then build the relationship. But That's I was able huge. to, but he was able to write and to connect. them and connect, yeah. uh, you know, connect on a personal level. On a personal level. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Yeah, I remember hearing these stories about Jimmy Patterson growing up, um, because as I said, my uncle was his accountant, and he was like a total, like, you could call him teetotaler, like, wouldn't drink, wouldn't go to any of these big fancy events, which is so focused on growing his brand yeah. and was just like the hardest worker, you know, like, yeah. and my uncle was there uh, through all of that. And I, I heard these stories. Once, you know, yeah. he's, he's 90 years old today and he still goes to the, gets to the office before a lot of the people. You know, what's funny, actually, <laughs> uh, one story that probably a lot of people don't know was they were doing this feel about him on the radio in Vancouver and he wasn't being interviewed or anything, but it was just like, doing a feature on him or something. I guess somebody told Jimmy that he was on the news and Jim called in and they said that he was worth like two, uh, one billion or something at the time. It's like years ago. And they called him and said, actually, hi, this is Jim. Actually, it's two billion. And then hung up. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good story. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh man, that's a small world for sure. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, and even, even with those stories, yeah. Before I changed a lot too because before I used to look at uh, Jimmy Pattison and certain these people and I wanted that life So for me, I was like an entrepreneur I was always driven to grow things and stuff and I was like, okay Like my goal here is to grow a billion dollar company. And this is what I really want to do But then I actually changed because I realized one thing to grow that type of business you can't have balance. Yeah, exactly. You know, no matter what anybody says, it's pretty yeah. much impossible. Because yeah. I'm around a lot of them, I've been around a lot of them. Yeah. I have not seen balance. Yeah. So I started to realize at that point, that was not my, because I love family. Mm. Family is really important to me. Yeah. And, and the you know, the most important thing before anything to me. Yeah. So I'm not willing to give that up. So for me, you know, a couple million, you know, whatever mm. I do, but I'm not willing to give my, my, my family life yeah, up to grow to that to that level. And that's what happens a lot of times. Guys grow a business, they make a lot of money and then they get divorced. And now yeah. they're not, you know, like they're chasing this dream and then their life kind of falls apart. Yeah. So yeah, the balance is huge. Like for me, I'm all about lifestyle. Like I, I want to be surfing. I want to be at the beach. I want to make a positive impact, yeah. but I don't need, need to be making, you know, multiple million dollars a year or yeah. anything. Or be like, like, I would never even think of uh, doing a billion dollars, but just like for me, yeah, like family, lifestyle, health, balance. Yeah. Um, but no, that's great, man. And the good thing is, is you still could make, like any entrepreneurs watching, you can easily make a couple million and still have a ton of balance. Yeah, yeah. Easily, Especially nowadays you know? with yeah. the digital world and yeah. the, like keep overhead low and 
employees. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting world. So um, that's awesome, man. I just want to be conscious of your time here. Is there anything you want to kind of share where people can kind of reach out and connect with you and what you're up to and follow along on your process of compassion? Yeah, they can uh, go to Instagram, Actions of Compassion. We do lots over there. That's probably our main channel. We're doing a lot of stuff now. Yeah, Facebook, sure. Actions of Compassion, is. right? Yeah, yeah Instagram. Yeah. And then also we have, uh, we're getting ready to launch some big events. So. Uh, nice. The events will be the first ones. Will I can't really say they're going to be one in the states, one in Canada, um, but uh, they'll be. Uh, we're going to be raising money for uh, a certain charity. I know this sounds a little aloof, but I've got to keep things a little quiet right now. Yeah, and sure. about two hundred fifty thousand, we're going to raise for the charity. Yeah. And uh, it's a compassion movement. It'll kick off in two, 2020, and uh, it's going to be like a whole world peace compassion movement. And uh, we'll be raising money and we'll be spreading it all around the world. So. We'll be coming to a city near you guys soon. And I got someone to help you with that. Um, one of my buddies I was just on the podcast, he has a Guinness Book of World Record for uh, art creation. He's created more art than anybody else in the world. No every, every single day for like, like thousands of days. Wow. And he just raised a bunch of money for Alice Cooper's charity. Oh, cool. In LA, so yeah. if you need an artist to auction awesome stuff, 100%. he'd love to do that. Let's so do I'll it. connect you guys. So yeah, this That's is all awesome. what it's about: people helping people. And um, man, That's I'm right. just super stoked to have you in my life and sharing the good vibes decade later. Decade yeah, later. Decade later. It's hilarious. I mean he's got balance, you guys. Like I mean if you really watch him, like you're you know traveling around, you're surfing, you're doing your stuff. I mean you you're actually a good example of balance. Right, yeah. You are, you watch it, you know. I mean uh, it's a priority for me because I mean, especially living in Asia because there is so fast paced and populated and just like it, you need to kind of be aware of where your time and energy is going. So that, yeah. I think that's why I'm even more conscious of it. And uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, life is great and enjoy it and make a big impact too though. Like, that's why I love having people like yourself to share the impact that you're making with the world, the, the trickle down effect. So uh, you guys, I'm gonna have all the show notes, um, all the links for the show notes, follow, connect, reach out and support any way you can. And even in your own life, that neighbor you haven't talked to in a while, that friend you haven't called in a while, that family member perhaps you haven't really spoken to in a while, connect connect reach out have some compassion and you never know what doors that'll open so from downtown vancouver it's great to be back breathing this clean ocean air yeah, i'm so happy and uh still getting over my jet lag so sorry if i look like a zombie but i am <laughs> <laughs> that's just the story you're telling yourself <laughs> yeah true true I, th I think caleb cbd got me a good uh good boost there earlier so i appreciate that my man <laughs> Um, cool guys, thanks a lot for tuning in. You guys know what to do. Go ahead, share this out on your social media, share it to with just one friend, and we'll see you on the next episode coming soon. Peace. Thanks, guys. And see you later, Facebook. Sorry for the two back to backs today, but that's what we're doing.